All right, everyone, welcome back to the CASA Weekly Advocacy Update Podcast. I'm Logan, joined by Alex Clark. Welcome, Alex. How are we doing today? We're doing. We're getting by. We're doing. We're getting by. I feel you. How's your Sunday been? Um, is it race day? Yesterday. It is race day. I, I'm not, I, I get bored with Homestead, Miami. That's the track they're at. I don't know why I find that track to be boring, but it's just kind of hard to compare after, you know. No, I don't know of- anything about tracks and NASCAR in general, really, to be honest with you. Is it just an oval? Is this just a... Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, most of them are just oval. Some of the ovals are a lot more complex than others, but uh, yeah, it's an oval. I, I can't, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and talk smack about it. I don't really know all the ins and outs of what goes you know, into racing at Homestead, but uh, yeah. it's just, uh, Daytona is a hard track to follow. It's just a lot of excitement on that track, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. I know people didn't tune in for the NASCAR news. <laughs> no, no, probably not. I mean, I'm sure there are people that, that would love to hear you talk more about it. I, uh, I'm just not a, I'm not a race, not a racing guy. It was never my, my jam. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I guess right out of the gate, we've got some calls to action going on. We've got some state stuff. We've got some national stuff. Um, so yeah, I guess let, let's just dive right into what we've got going on this week. Alex, I will let you just take the floor, man. So, yeah, um, well, I guess we we talked about this last week, um, but uh, we finally got something out and published on uh, Tuesday. Uh, This is the uh, USPS, the United States Postal Service, uh, proposed rule on uh, regulating vapor products, just like cigarettes for the purpose of shipping. and so I, I don't want to kind of, you know, drive this thing into the ground. There have been a lot of, uh, I, I would say if anybody wants some really detailed reporting on this, uh, I would refer you to Jim McDonald. Uh, he's on our board of directors, but he also writes for Vaping 360. Uh, and Jim has written several articles about this that go into a lot more detail um, than, or as far as, you know, something that you can casually read and absorb. Um, then, then perhaps our call to action. We have a pretty detailed breakdown here of what um, people are sort of, uh, or what the, the U.S. Postal Service is looking for from comments. Um, and so I don't want to read everything off here. I'd rather just encourage people to go check out our, our alert on this. Um, something important to note, I think, is that, uh, you know, I, I, being in this position, you tend to have to manage people's expectations um, and, and we've gone a bit into this on our, on our alert under the frequently asked questions section. Um, and the first one is, you know, why submit a comment if it won't change anything? Um, it's, it's really important, and I don't know if we can say this enough, and this is across pretty much all engagements. Um, you know, there's a time to be persuasive, and there's a time to simply go on the record. And uh, this is one of those times for where we're really, we really need to go on the record. Um, you know, one of our arguments that maybe hasn't been um, so uh, so well vocalized is that um, Congress very obviously does not understand these products. They don't understand the products. They don't understand the people who make the products, and they don't understand the people who use these products, which is why they're so willing to just lump everything in with other tobacco regulations. Um, and arguably, so those, some of those tobacco regulations are, are stricter than they need to be. Uh, and we'll get into that, I guess, a little bit later on. 
Um, so it, it is really, really important that uh, even if all that you're going to submit is how you switched to vaping or some other smoke-free product uh, and, and what that has meant for your health, um, that is vitally important to get on the record for this. Um, and I, I think um, the, the U.S. Postal Service has given us a couple of opportunities to point out this, uh, the, the fact that, that Congress doesn't understand um, the products that they're regulating. In particular, uh, you know, USPS goes some length to discuss this tobacco products definition, why they're choosing to use it, um, and also getting into uh, how vapor products don't fit into some of the existing exceptions for cigarettes. Um, and, and this has to do with weights and measures and this whole pack equivalency thing, which just does not exist. Um, so kudos to the United States Postal Service for pointing that out, uh, that there is no such thing as a pack equivalency. And this is especially important going into this current legislative session where we are likely to see Frank Pallone's bill come back. Uh, Frank Pallone, representative from New Jersey, uh, he, he ran uh, HR 2339 last year, uh, which directs FDA to do a flavor ban and some other stuff. And there's also a tax in there uh, that, that attempts this sort of nicotine equivalency with cigarettes. Uh, and it's completely off and it, it just, it, it's, it's just another example. It's like tech. I mean, it, it's just members of Congress, th this is really not their wheelhouse. Uh, and a lot of people, lawmakers and folks in the general public are just sort of falling back on preconceptions, misconceptions about what these products are uh, and, and how people actually use them. So anyway, I've already talked too long about this. It was, I just wanted to bring it up to make sure that every, we, we put a lot of work into this call to action to make sure that uh, we had as, as detailed a points as possible um, so that you, know, you can craft your message to the USPS. And also remember there are two parts to this engagement. Um, one is sending your comment to the USPS and the other is sending a message to Congress. Um, as we explained, we don't know of any legislation pending right now that would fix this problem. Um, but it, this is where it starts. It starts with all of the people who benefit from these products reaching out to their elected officials and saying, hey, this is wrong. You are negatively affecting my life. There's really not much benefit to this. We need to fix it. Uh, and so uh, please make sure that uh, you do both of these things. Uh, and, and I will just quickly note, <laughs> um, one of the interesting things that was revealed by doing this engagement is that, um, many members of the Senate have sort of updated their contact forms. And the way that our system works is that it, it sort of automatically fills in those contact forms. And if you're a constituent in that, that, that state, uh, then your message is sent or basically the system matches you up with the correct contact forms that you need to send your message to your elected officials, not, not, not just everybody, not elected officials at random. Um, but the people who you elected, or maybe you didn't elect them, but you certainly participated. The people who represent you. Yeah, right. you, you participated in an election where they were elected. So, <clears throat> so uh, the Senate has recently updated a lot, or many senators have updated their contact forms to include like a CAPTCHA uh, thing. And uh, that kind of shuts down these advocacy platforms a little bit. So, um, we've actually been sending faxes as a backup. Uh, 
so this campaign, this. This campaign so has generated just over 700 faxes, um, which is good. We have to pay for that. And uh, I am also a little bit uh, reluctant to just fax bomb lawmakers. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a good way to get blackballed. Uh, and so we've, we've sent- There's still a part sent. of me that just loves the idea of just sending lawmakers hundreds of faxes. Yeah. I mean, I hope that their fax machines are not, you know, old school. Like they didn't just walk into the office the next day and we're like a pile of, you know, comments from vapors. <laughs> Uh, I, I know that you can receive faxes just right to your computer without having to deal with paper. Uh, so I, I hope that they're that they've arrived in the, the 21st century. Yeah. Um, I'm so, just a little cynical, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's still I, like, I love the idea. I know that it's not great. Uh, it's not yeah. great to do, but there's a part of me that just loves that idea of like, we just, One, you know, your, your fax machine just printed off you know, a couple hundred, a couple hundred messages for you. Yeah, I, I will tell you of a, a, one of these days offline, I'll tell you about a certain West Virginia lawmaker who was um, banned from uh, you sending faxes, I think to the governor of California. I can't remember. Oh it, my I'm God. pretty sure it was I a do governor. need to hear this story. And the governor was just like, if you send me any more stuff, like here's a restraining order to start and then we're, <laughs> oh you know, we're coming after you however we can. Um, so yeah, I, those are, there, there are boundaries here that I'm, I'm just not willing to push. <laughs> yeah, no, I, again, I, I don't think it's a great idea for us to, I just love the idea in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So two parts. Uh, the first part is for USPS. Second part is your message to Congress. Um, and yeah, as always, Kassah has it all, all right here. If you go on uh, uh, online onto this Kassah.org, it's, it's all right here. There's tons of information. Your frequently asked questions are here, breaks down what it is. Uh, and then side by side are both of these actions for people to take. So uh, definitely encouraging everyone, everyone to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to tell people to wait, but what is our, our, our window for people who maybe haven't gotten this done yet? um thinking they have to they have to rush right today i would encourage everybody to do it today uh if you haven't done it yet but there there's a little bit of a window of time here for people if they can't get to it right first thing monday morning you know yeah so uh the comment period is open until excuse me uh march 22nd yeah we have that on here i just want to make sure we have that uh that date so uh yeah you can uh you can comment on the rule until I would say probably end of business on March 22nd. Uh, usually uh, this is till, you know, like 1159 at night, East coast time. Um, but uh, this is a little bit weirder, a little bit different than other comment periods um, because of this whole uh, effective on and after publishing the final rule, um, which is, which is different than what we're accustomed to. Um, so yeah, uh, March 22nd, have it in by the 21st, just to be safe. Yeah. 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 Definitely sooner than later. Don't wait too long. So you forget, but yeah. um, I just wanted to make sure that people didn't have to, you know, pull their car over right now to send this message today while they're no. on their way to work. You, you have a little bit of time, um, but definitely sooner, better than later. Awesome. Well, there's our national stuff, I suppose. Do we have anything else nationally or is that, that's our kind of, that's our national one this week. Uh, for now, that's it nationally. Okay. All right. So let's break it down. Let's get into some state stuff. So right away, um, Alaska has a hearing on SB 45. 
this would impose a 75% wholesale tax on devices and liquids. Uh, the hearing is at 1.30 p.m. Monday, March 1st. I'm not going to do the podcast time travel thing. Uh, so <laughs> time travel. You're, you're, you're listening to this on a Monday. It's today. It's uh, today. Cool. Um, so this is at 1.30 p.m. in the Senate Labor and Commerce Committee. Uh, and uh, Alaska being such a, uh, a spread out state with lots of people living in remote areas, they have these things called legislative information offices. And uh, you, can, uh, you may be able to show up for those. We actually include in, in a, a, a post on here, a document, uh, how to testify telephonically. Um, I will be calling in. I was invited to testify. Um, Sean De Silva, uh, who also I believe owns some shops up there, uh, got myself and Gregory Conley and Lindsey Stroud on the list of folks to testify. Um, so, and I think I, I've always the time zones mess me up. Alaska is like five hours behind East Coast. I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. I uh, think yeah, so. I, I know Alaska and Hawaii are close, but uh, different time zones. Um, so it's four or five hours behind. Um, but whatever, if you're in Alaska, it's just 1.30. Uh, so uh, right. if you live in Alaska and you want to give them your, your two cents about this, uh, speaking time will likely be limited to two minutes. Um, and uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a, a big tax. I think, you know, I, what I wanted to do was, I, I, I think when people hear two minutes, they think, um, my God, you know, I can't even give somebody my, my home address in two minutes. What can I possibly say about vaping? Um, but I, I figured I'd do a, a quick, like, live, you know, here's how you can fit like a mock story. Up, like and, a mock testimony for people yeah, to hear. Mock testimony. Yeah, um, that's perfect. So I figured I'd give you an example if, if that's okay. Yes, please do. All right. So here we go. I got two minutes on my phone. Two minutes on the clock. Yeah, and I just, I'm not going to pretend like I'm in Alaska. I'll just, yeah, here we go. So uh, thank you for the opportunity to speak uh, today, um, members of the committee. Uh, and uh, my name is Alex Clark. I uh, was a smoker for 21 years. Uh, most of that time, I smoked two packs a day. And uh, in February of 2013, I tried vapor products on a whim and quit smoking within a matter of hours. Um, I had tried nicotine gum several times before that and it didn't work for me, uh, but it was switching to vapor products in flavors other than tobacco uh, that were, was very important for me. Uh, specific to this tax bill, uh, one of the things that motivated me to try vaping was uh, the fact that it was less expensive than the cigarettes that I was buying. Uh, in fact, I've kept track of how much uh, I, I, I don't spend on cigarettes and I'm, I'm able to put aside more than $40 a week uh, that I can put towards fun things or important things, uh, all of this money that I had previously spent on, on smoking cigarettes. So um, raising taxes on vapor products, which are safer alternatives to smoking, uh, means that people like me are probably going to be less motivated to quit smoking. Uh, the net effect of this, of course, is actually protecting cigarette sales. Um, since I quit smoking, I've noticed some health improvements. I don't uh, wheeze or I'm not really winded when I run upstairs anymore. Uh, I don't get headaches as frequently. Uh, all of these things improved when I quit smoking. 
Um, so with that, I would urge you to please reject this bill uh, and any legislation that seeks to overregulate vapor products uh, and honestly keep cigarettes more attractive. Uh, thank you very much uh, and, and have a good day. So that I got was perfect. That, I got that. It was not perfect, but it's close. And I got that in in a minute and what 54 was, seconds. Yeah. Okay. So you had six more seconds to spare. Uh, yeah. But that was, I mean, that was really close to like two minutes. And I think you did a really great job. A lot of really good yeah. talking points, talking about price, talking about your story, your health improvements, how this affects you. That's yeah. uh, I, I and I, I strongly recommend. I mean, write down bullet points. You know, I'm just riffing off my head, off the top of my head. There, I've done testimony several times, so it's it's it, I I sort of know the points to hit. But you know, make sure you know if you especially doing these things remotely, nobody's going to watch you reading off of uh, your statement. I mean, they, they can, but. Um, it, it's okay, you know, pre-write it, practice it, make your bullet points, whatever you need to kind of keep on message. Uh, and, and you can absolutely fit a lot of stuff into two minutes. Um, now, when they shrink it down to one minute, you can introduce yourself and say, I don't like this bill. And that's about what you get. Um, but, but two minutes is actually a good deal of time. I actually found myself just then kind of trying to figure out how to fill more time. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah two minutes is good. I panic when somebody says like, yeah, you've got five minutes to speak. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Gosh. That's a lifetime. I should have wrote an essay. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, that's, that's what I did when I went to, um, you know, the, the last testimony I went to here in New York, it was virtual. Uh, and, and that's, I just showed up with a list of bullet points, my talking points. And I figured from there, I kind of in my head, uh, prioritized, if I knew that I was going to be knocked on time by the time I got to speak, like what were my most like key mm. bullet points? And then, you know, additional things that I could use to fill time if I had more time. So that might help people too, like priority bullet points. And then, you know, if you have the extra time, um, because a lot of times in those hearings, you might start off with speakers who have three minutes. And then by the time you get all the way to the last couple of people, they're like, okay, everybody has one minute left, mm. you know? So you can kind of shuffle your, your game plan around a little bit there uh, as you go. And that's, that's how I did it. It worked really well for me. So, yeah, yeah, good. Um, so yeah, that's for uh, Alaska SB 45, a 75% wholesale tax hearing on Monday, March 1st at 1.30 PM. Go to our call to action. We have all the details you need to um, get in touch with your local information or your legislative information office uh, and uh, details about how to testify telephonically. Telephonic testimony. Telephonic test. That sounds like a band. Does um, sound like a band. It sounds like the perfect band for 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Please, yeah. somebody go start a band and call it Telephonic Testimony. <laughs> and just write um, awesome songs about safer nicotine alternatives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perfect. Um, the next one uh, that I just, just put up, haven't sent out an email about this yet, but uh, I'm probably just going to leave this on our site for now. Um, but Vermont is looking at a flavor ban again this year. Uh, so this is S24 and H141. Uh, the Senate side of this has gotten a lot more action. Um, there have been three hearings for this bill so far. And I went back and looked over the list of people testifying. These are, is, from what I understand, these aren't like show up all willy nilly. Um, you get invited by the committee to speak. So. Um, I was actually, I got a call or I got an email from someone in Vermont two years ago, I think when they were looking at, at the earlier version of the flavor ban and uh, this 
a member of the the legislature said, you know, we've been having all this testimony about this flavor ban, but no one has spoken on the other side. It's all been people supporting the ban. And I'd like to hear from, you know, from the consumer perspective, the people who, who use these products or sell these products. Uh, and I, I reached out and said, hey, I'm available to testify. Like Montpelier is not very far from me, um, but I never heard back from them. So um, I, I don't really know what came of that. But uh, this year, it's the same kind of thing. There have been a few people that have testified in opposition, notably, um, I, and I forgot to write his name down in my notes here, but uh, a gentleman who uh, used to work for the Alcohol and Tobacco Firearms um, ATF. Uh, and, and the ATF, these, these former ATF folks have been really good about showing up at these hearings and sharing their experience with the drug war and how bad of a failure it is. Um, I, I, I love hearing from, from retired law enforcement. I wish I could hear from active duty law enforcement about this issue. Um, but uh, retired law enforcement, once they get out from under um, whatever expectations they're held to professionally, um, they tend to be kind of outspoken about how bad the drug war is, um, not just on you know the people that they're supposed to be protecting, but them, but themselves as law enforcement. Um, a lot of unnecessary danger there. So um, some of that has has been submitted in Vermont, um, but not a lot. So uh, right now I haven't uh, you know done anything to get tons of people to write in. We don't we don't have a lot of people in Vermont to begin with. Um, it is a small state, um, but uh, when we do send this out, you can find it right now on our site. Uh, just look for your state, Vermont, and uh, go to the, uh, it's under the Get Involved tab at the top and go down to state and local, click on that. You get a nice clicky map and uh, click on the state of Vermont and, and you'll see this call to action down a little bit. Um, so we've got both, you can read both of these bills uh, and send a pre-written message that we urge you to edit with your own story. Um, and uh, hopefully get some some movement uh, against this bill, and and hopefully you know members of the committee will say, hey, yeah, like we haven't really heard from consumers on this. Um, all the representation has come from the usual suspects, and it's all been in support of a flavor ban. So that is Vermont. Um, what do what do folks in Vermont refer to themselves as? Vermonters. 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 Vermonters? Uh, All right, yeah. Vermonters. <laughs> Vermonters, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got it. I'm sure. I mean, there's other things. You know, you got the Green Mountains, you got Catamounts, which is the sports team. Yes, yeah, so you know UVM. much more about all this than I do, but Vermonters, I'm, I'm, please. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm still a relatively new New York resident. And I, I mean, Vermont is right across the I live. Do you in consider Lake yourself Champlain. a New Yorker? No, I'm not in anything. I, I, <laughs> you're not in any. You're just I, in Alex. I have, I have no real roots or ties to any state or city. I've just kind of moved around a lot. Just a, you're just a nomad. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah right on. My dad's a nomad. So I, I totally understand. He's a, he's a traveler in sense. Yeah. This um, was not, this was not necessarily, I, my, my dad got transferred a lot. I'm, I'm not an army brat, but my, my dad got transferred a lot when I was a kid. So yeah. Um, yeah. It's I, I'm I, I 75 or I 95. That's where I'm from. There you go. There you go. Well, Vermonters, Vermonteers, however you refer to yourselves, um, this will be uh, like Alex said, this is up on up on the site. Uh, so head on over because um, we definitely need 
need more representation from consumers and those in opposition of this to be heard? So uh, the next couple of bills, I, I didn't finish my notes on one of these, but um, let's see what we got here. So Connecticut actually has uh, a hearing coming up on Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe, the third. Uh, this is for HB 6450. Um, this was just announced last week, and I don't have anything up for it yet. Um, and also folks in Connecticut, uh, I'm sort of waiting for some information from them as well. But uh, if you are in Connecticut and you're concerned about a flavor ban, then you might want to go check out HB 6450. This is part of uh, sort of necessary to implement the governor's budget package of bills. Um, this is not the only flavor ban proposal in Connecticut right now, um, but uh, budget bills always get me a lot nervous because um, it just depends on how your state does it. If you're like New York, then the budget just gets crammed down your throat and you live with it. Yeah. Um, Connecticut, this is actually sort of separated out uh, and, it, and it, I, it did not go through the entire bill. Um, no, I have not done my due diligence on this, but uh, so there may be other pieces in here that are just are not related to tobacco, um, but this is a flavor ban and it is part of the governor's budget uh, and there is a public hearing on it. Uh, and it is on Wednesday. So um, I'll put those details up on our site so that uh, folks can check that out and make sure they get the right information um, so that you can likely be testifying remotely. Uh, and the other one that uh, someone just dropped a note to us about last night, uh, and this was also introduced late last week uh, in Michigan, you're looking at HB 4287. Um, this would enact an 18% wholesale tax on vapor products and a 50 cents per ounce, per ounce tax on nicotine pouches. Um, yeah, so that's where that's at. Again, I don't have any uh, details about this. I don't believe I saw a hearing scheduled for this. Um, so this is real early stages right here for this bill. Recently introduced, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just checking our list of, uh, things, uh, and I'll have to get back, uh, on the North Dakota. There's another, looks like another hearing on 2189 North Dakota had some things changed. Um, and I, I don't think it was on this bill. Um, so we'll look for an update. If you're in North Dakota, we have a call to action for this. Look for an update on 2189 as well. So I think, I know, I'm, I know somebody's gonna be really angry that we're missing something because that happens a lot, but I, that's all I've got on my list for this week in terms of legislation. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I know on the blog post, we have a uh, call to action up for Bridgeport, Connecticut. Was that the flavor ban that you had mentioned um, in regards to Connecticut? Uh, well, that's a local that's one. A local I believe. One. I believe there's an okay. there. I, I, I'm fairly certain there's another standalone bill at the state level. Um, it's just uh, this budget bill is the one that that is moving right now. Okay. Um, for right. This week. Cool. So that's uh, uh, that's it for us for legislation this week then. 
Yes, it is. Awesome. And oh, yeah. So uh, you mentioned Bridgeport. Uh, this is so that is also having a uh, teleconference hearing on Monday, March March first. Um, I'm looking at our our engagement here. Oh wait, here we go. Sorry. Shouldn't be that hard for me to find the link. <laughs> but apparently, I'm this new is just to this. me keeping Alex on his toes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, the, the hearing is uh, Monday, March 1st at 5.30 p.m. Uh, we have the meeting agenda up on our call to action that's got details for joining in on that. Um, and you can also send a message to the Bridgeport City Council. Fantastic. Cool. I just wanted to make sure we, we touch base on it because it is in this week's blog, which is... Uh, for the most part, me and Alex is kind of template for these shows. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that we don't usually get to. I would always encourage everybody to go check out the weekly blog. Um, and you can also kind of, this is where you're going to find a lot of the links to the stuff that me and Alex talk about each week here. So we've got our national, uh, we've got our national calls out for the submissions to USPS and to Congress. Uh, we've got Alaska. You talked about Vermont. So we've got Vermont out there, some North Dakota stuff that you're going to want to check out for updates on. And then uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut as well. I think, I think that was it. Did I miss any of those? I think that was you it. Got it. I think I got it. Sweet. All right. Moving on up, moving on up, Alex. Uh, this is kind of uh, the half of the show here where we get into some, uh, I guess, kind of more side conversations about other things going on other than direct legislation um, stuff right again out of the out of the weekly blog post. Alex, did you have anything this week that you wanted to highlight? I think you did. Yeah, actually, um, you know, we included something about uh, an event that took place last week um, called the Great American Spit Out. Uh, I don't know. I, think, I don't know if this is like the second year that it's been done. I don't know how regular it is. Obviously, it's not nearly as popular as the Great American Smokeout. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, because smokeless tobacco isn't nearly as popular as cigarettes. Um, but uh, I, I just uh, I, I think that Chad Jones, uh, who was on our board of directors for a little while um, and has been uh, a longtime proponent, proponent of Swedish snus, uh, he shared a blog post last week. Uh, actually, I guess it's a vlog, um, and on his YouTube channel. Now we, I don't, we don't do product specific promotion or anything like that through Casa, um, but uh, there is a little bit of that in here because of the limited brands of snus that people can 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 find in the can convenience stores. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, Chad is is one of those people who quit smoking by switching to snus, and in two thousand nine. Uh, actually, the first time I saw Snooze was in 2008, and it was when I was looking for smoke-free alternatives to use on public transportation. My job had me traveling quite a bit, and the gum kind of, I mean, it was kind of doing it for me, but not really. So I looked into Snooze. Um, actually, one of the companies that, that uh, contracted with the van rental company I was working for, they did promotions, and uh, one of their clients was RJ Reynolds and they promoted Camel Snooze. Uh, and the guy was telling me about it, you know, on a ride back from the airport. And it's like, yeah, man, like you can eat this stuff and it's fine. It's not going to hurt you. Um, you know, it's a good alternative, this and that. And I checked it out and it was, it was good. Uh, it didn't satisfy. I still had to like chew gum, like regular gum. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I, I grind my teeth. 
Okay. So I, I got, I, I don't know, I got something going on and I just grind my teeth in, in my sleep. I got a lot of tension all worked up in my you, jaws. You don't chew here. gum in your sleep, do you? No, no. Okay, I've had to actually God. stop. I, 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 <laughs> I don't want you I, to choke, Alex. <laughs> I've, I've had to get really conscious about how much gum I chew. I, if, if there is anything like deteriorating my health right now, it well, it was previously sitting in front of a desk all day and also chewing too much gum. Like I had chew, I would chew gum so frequently that it, I think it like was swelling muscles in my in the back of my head. So you've got really strong jaws. Is what you're trying to. Maybe trying to say. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know that I have them anymore. I've had to cut down chewing gum. Anyway, that, this is completely off topic. <laughs> but I mean, it's worth noting. Like everything you do has risks, right? So if sure, you chew absolutely. gum too much and with too much, too much chewing moderation. Um, I, I had a point. I had limited neck. Like I couldn't turn my head all the way without getting in pain because of how much gum I was chewing. And yeah. So this, chew in moderation. I know chew responsibly, because, friends. Yeah, I know this because I stopped chewing so much gum and the pain went away. So that's what happened. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I, as far as like gum in general, I'm not a huge gum person and nicotine gum in general was not something that worked for me. Yeah. it's And I end up chewing it like regular gum. So that's bad because uh, nicotine gum is a lot more firm than a regular piece of chewing gum. And so you are actually potentially doing harm to your jaws uh and and of course all the muscles that are involved in chewing you could be kind of overworking them and they get swollen and and you, and you can't turn your head not being able to turn your head all the way yeah um so God. um <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a risk about gum i never would have thought about it's i had a, i a, a, i don't know if she was an oral pathologist or just a, a, a regular you know dentist um, but it was another sort of one of these van rental stories with a client, you know, I picked them up at the airport and they saw me chewing gum and she was like, Ooh, she's like, do you chew a lot of that? And I was like, yeah, I like gum. And she's like, you should, <laughs> should probably watch that. You might get this thing. And I said, Hmm, like, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah, this and, is all and, news to me. <laughs> it, it, imagine a world where we have warning labels on chewing gum. I mean, like don't chew too much. That's yeah. That's I mean, we have the, warning labels like this coffee is hot. <laughs> well, yeah, so, that's, I mean, that's a legitimate kind of thing, actually. I, I, I like, I, I understand the docu- lawsuit behind it, but I always kind yeah. of snicker at it. Every time I see one of those, those little yeah. labels on the cup, I'm like, well, I did order yeah, no, hot I, the, coffee. That, that is, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, you know, the, we, <laughs> okay. We're not talking about tobacco anymore. <laughs> I no, swear to God, we're this we're not. This is the thing that Jim yelled at us about was going yeah. on too many. Sorry, Jim. Sorry yeah. for our side conversation. Yeah, so I, we'll, we'll cut it. We'll, we'll just cut that right now. And I'll just get back to Chad's story. Because um, I, I think, that, you know, it is really important. Um, you know, Chad is one of these people who quit smoking by switching to snooze. And his snooze story is a lot like my vaping story. Um, you know, he picked up a can of snooze. It was the uh, general mini mint. Uh, and, and he just, I, I think almost instantly quit smoking. And, and my experience with vaping was, was really the same. Um, and I, I use snooze now. I, I don't vape anymore. I prefer, uh, the, the slow release of, of Swedish snooze. Uh, I like that. It's very discreet. I can use it anywhere. And I, I'm not, I don't have to handle stuff with my hands constantly. Uh, I can keep them on the keyboard where they need to be. Um, so, uh, I, I, I enjoy that. Um, but Chad's channel generally is a good wealth of, of resources for anyone who's curious about Swedish snus. Uh, he does, you know, mainly reviews, 
Um, and I, since I did bring up a brand name, I, I, I wanted to note, first of all, Snooze is not sold everywhere. I know the gas station down the street for me doesn't sell it. Um, but uh, there's a few brands out there that you can find in convenience stores. Skull has a, a, like a really sweet mint, like America sweet, um, but it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it's six bucks a tin on the Massachusetts Turnpike. Uh, that's about all I know. Uh, <laughs> there's the Camel Snooze. There's a few varieties of Camel Snooze. Kassaw commented in favor of their modified risk tobacco product application. Um, and I don't care what you think about RJ Reynolds as a company, uh, but their snooze products should be marketed as lower risk. Um, uh, we also submitted a supportive comment for uh, Swedish Match uh, and their general uh, snooze sort of collection. It was like eight different products, um, which does include mint, wintergreen. I think there's a few different versions of, of mint um, which are, of course, you know, the, the, the really funny thing about it, not, not funny, but tragic thing about it was that, um, you know, Swedish Match got this approval to market these Swedish news products as uh, less harmful than smoking. And, and if you switch completely to Swedish news, you can significantly reduce your chances of developing some smoking attributable disease. Um, and uh, this was all approved by the Food and Drug Administration. And uh, even though Swedish Match presented uh, all of this to the city of San Francisco, San Francisco went ahead and banned flavors anyway. Um, even after getting pre-market tobacco approval from, uh, from FDA and a modified risk order, uh, municipalities like San Francisco and all over the country uh, have banned flavors other than tobacco, despite the fact that mint and wintergreen uh, have been approved for marketing as lower risk. Right. Um, and so that's, that's a really important part of this conversation. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, you know, that's not gonna directly apply to vaping. Don't get your hopes up that, you know, like Tutti Frutti Vape Sauce is gonna get a, a, a pre-market authorization, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it could, it, it very well could, um, but you know, don't, don't hold your breath. Um, but it also means, again, this is an example of, you know, even even though FDA has gone ahead and given the given the green light to these products saying, hey, yes, these, you know, these are safer alternatives. These are OK to be on the market. We've given our our, you know, our green light. These states and municipalities aren't they're not they're disregarding that science. They're dif disregarding the FDA. Yeah. I mean, I, and ironically, <laughs> New York is the only state that has in, included that provision that if a product is a, authorized by FDA for market, then you can sell it in New York. It doesn't matter if it's flavored or not. Um, so uh, that's the type of language I would prefer to see. I would prefer to see states just stay out of it. But um, uh, if, if, if they are going to pass a law, they need to defer to, to FDA. Um, yeah. At the very least, I'm not going to support that bill, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, um, so anyway, you know, and, and as we were talking before, I don't know, you, you had some questions about smokeless tobacco that, that maybe some of folks out there. Yeah, have. my my general understanding um, with with smokeless tobacco, I mean, that's that's kind of a broad category, too, in, in and of itself. Um, and you talked about there there being within the continuum of risk of nicotine products. There's also a continuum of risk within the smokeless tobacco category, um, just so kind of people have that that understanding. Um, there's a different level of risk between 
um, snooze, uh, like Swedish match snooze and like, uh, like really long rough cut, like dip, right? Like the, the, there's a, that continuum of risk in there is again, all of it is much safer than smoking. Right. Uh, but within that category, there's also a continuum of risk. Uh, my understanding with, with any kind of non snooze, like, like dip, chew, um, your, your standard Copenhagen out of the can, um, is that the, the biggest risks regarding mouth cancer or disease or things like that is, uh, abrasions to the soft tissue in your mouth. Um, and overall like dental hygiene. And what I mean by those two things is like, if you dip in the same spot and you end up with, uh, sores or abrasions on your, your gums, your lips, uh, and you continuously dip in the same spot, that damage, that reoccurring damage over and over and over for, you know, potentially years and years or something like that, uh, could lead to health problems in that area of your mouth. And then just like with food, like if, if you're, if you're using, you know, loose dip chew and you get little bits of tobacco caught between your teeth and your gums, things like that, just like with food getting caught between your teeth and gums, if you aren't, you know, cleaning your teeth, cleaning your mouth, um, then there's potential for, for harm there as well. That's kind of my umbrella really of understanding where the potential harms come from, from smokeless tobacco. And one of the great things about snus is they, that snus in and of itself kind of eliminates some of that. You're not going to end up with chunks of tobacco between your teeth with a snus pouch. Um, and you're also the, the pouches are, are, or tend to be much softer. Um, so there's less chance of like causing that, those kind of abrasions and, and things like that to the soft tissue. But I'll, I'll let you maybe, is there, am I wrong there to clarify, maybe, maybe go into a little more detail. Um, but that's my, my overall understanding, I guess, when it comes to, to smokeless. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think it's pretty close and, and I should probably start by saying, uh, you know, one of the foremost authorities on this is Dr. Brad Radu. Um, R-O-D-U. Uh, he's at the University of Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and or is it University of Kentucky, Louisville. Um, and he actually has a book out there called For Smokers Only. Uh, definitely, if you, if you still smoke and are looking for all of your options, check that book out. Uh, and if you're curious, definitely check it out and check out his blog too. Um, but yeah, he's been promoting Brad Radu is, is probably one of the earlier voices, earliest voices of tobacco harm reduction in the United States. Uh, and his whole deal was about moving people from cigarettes to smokeless tobacco. Uh, and he was, he, he's in, I think he's still in Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, and so, you know, anything south of the Mason Dixon line, uh, more people use smokeless tobacco. And so it, it, this is really purely all about harm reduction in that uh, you're meeting people where they're at, meeting people with products that they're likely to choose instead of smoking. Uh, and and he, he was working off of promoting American moist smokeless, which is what you typically refer to as dip. Um, and so, uh, and his, it, he came to this by doing his own research, by looking at the epidemiology and finding that um, rates of oral cancer among people using smokeless tobacco were actually quite low. They they were it was it was lower than the the anti tobacco campaigns would lead you to believe. If we've all been exposed to this, Whoa, I went through wait this a too. Minute. What? That's surprising that the actual numbers are much lower than what the anti groups would lead us to believe. 
Well, it's so I, I mean, it, it's it's about looking at the campaigns, right? So we've all been programmed to believe that if you switch from smoking to, to oral tobacco, you're just trading lung cancer for oral cancer. Um, there, there's no there's no guarantee that you're going to get oral cancer. And I think if you look back through like the baseball stars who all suffered from oral cancer or died from oral cancer, it's not it's it's not doctors that are backing up their diagnosis. It's these players who say, uh, I use smokeless tobacco. I got oral cancer. That's 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 the reason. Right. And again, um, not looking at maybe dietary things, dental hygiene, uh, all sorts of other things that may. Or specifically the human papillomavirus, HPV, which yeah. men do get and it can cause cancer. Uh, it can cause cancer in your your mouth, in your throat, in your nose, as, as from what I understand. Uh, and so there are other sources um, in particular, a sexually transmitted disease among sports heroes um, that, that could cause cancer. Um, that's just kind of one thing. Um, and, and, and I know that, that, that Dr. Radu and, and, Dr. And, and, and Carl Phillips have, have also um, gone into uh, other potential reasons for why someone might develop oral cancer. Um, but yeah, I mean, the numbers are, they don't match with the hysteria against uh, smokeless tobacco. Um, and, and this is, this has been going on for a long time, obviously many, many people, a lot of, a lot of folks who, who follow CASA are also, I think, coming into this with, uh, their own sort of prejudice against other tobacco products because of all the things that we've heard over the years. I I'm, I'm one of them. I mean, when the first time anybody proposed me using smokeless instead of cigarettes, I thought, well, that's just oral cancer instead of lung cancer. Um, and, uh, but I, you know, I did it anyway. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so it, among smokeless tobacco products, there is this, it, this it, as you said, a, a bit of a continuum of risk, um, at the most harmful end are products that really aren't sold in the United States. Uh, these are, you know, the, um, uh, beetle quid, gutka, uh, uh, these are, are, are sort of eat a Asian products, India. Um, and, and they are uh, mixed. It's, it's like a little bit of tobacco with the uh, beetle nut and slaked lime. I, I, I don't know what goes into it, but it's, it's bad. It's, it's, you know, verifiably harmful <clears throat> ingredients. And, and, and it's, you know, it's considered smokeless tobacco. When you hear international organizations talking about the harms of smokeless tobacco, it's because they're lumping in these other products that are right, like right. barely even tobacco products, um, but they are used in a very similar way. Uh, in the United States, though, you know, among the products that you have here, uh, you know, the, the, the chew, uh, nasal snuff, uh, dip, and and snooze, um, that it, that's pretty. Actually, I would I would probably, I think nasal snuff is probably the most risky smokeless product. Um, but again, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of risks with, with snorting anything. Yeah. yeah. I, again, you know, in moderation, I think, yeah. and still, uh, I believe less harmful than smoking. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and as, as Dr. Radu explained it, uh, one of the big problems with, with chewing tobacco is actually in terms of oral health, uh, chewing tobacco has a lot of sugar in it. And so that that's going to rot your teeth. It's going to cause gum problems. Um, we know there's all kinds of, you know, horrible things about too much sugar. Um, so, you know, there's, there's one reason to maybe choose a, a, a little, uh, less risky product, um, with American moist snuff, 
not my favorite. Uh, it's uh, or, or dip. Um, it's it's messy. Uh, it hurts, and you have to spit. Uh, I know there are some people out there. I guess they've been doing it for long enough that they could swallow the juice and they're fine with it. But I've just never been okay with that. Um, and, and I don't like being thirsty, so having to spit something just doesn't work for me. Um, but in terms of risk, I think probably the risk for like loose uh, dip uh, is is what you were talking about with those you know small little in repeated injuries on your gums. Um, and also, there's something called leukoplakia that develops, uh, which I, I've I have heard of research claiming that this is precancerous. Uh, and also heard opinion that it is not precancerous. It's the equivalent of a callus on your hand. And when you stop using, or if you move your, your wad uh, to a different part in your mouth, uh, that, that leukoplakia will, will go away on its own. Um, and I, I have never experienced leukoplakia using um, uh, Swedish snus, but because Swedish snus actually contains quite a bit of salt in it, uh, you do get that sort of shrivelly, like shrivelly fingertips kind of right, feeling right. in your mouth. Uh, but again, it's just something that goes away. And, and I, I haven't experienced any um, lasting injury or anything from from using uh, snooze. So, yeah. uh, and I know that um, I, I swear to God, if Carl hears me saying these things, he will fire away at uh, the, Carl the always has something to say about the, everything. The, the though. continuum of, of risk, and I, I, I you know, I, I respect that. I apologize for being inaccurate, uh, yeah. or even, you know, playing into people's misconceptions about harm and risk here. Um, but uh, I mean, that that pretty much is that. That's the scale. When you look at it, there's not really a significant enough difference between. Swedish snooze and American moist snuff to say that one is more harmful than the other. But if you want to split hairs, sure, you can take it down to the molecular molecular level of math and figure out that one is probably a little bit more risky than the other. Um, but in in you know in context here, we're talking about safer alternatives to smoking. So right. any any one of those should be fine. Just you know normal oral hygiene. Take care of yourself, and yeah. it, it's going to be way better than continuing to smoke. Yeah, that that's that's always just uh, those are like the two go to tips for people that that I've spoken to, you know, uh, whether it be on social media, Twitter, DMs, things like that. People asking me, you know, hey, I uh, I, I switched and I'm kind of going back to smoking. I was thinking about going back to using dip chew. Do you have any advice? Things like that. And those are usually my go to like, you know, kind of rotate where you dip in your mouth, where you where you dip and then just make sure you're you're keeping your mouth clean, brush your teeth, floss, get all those bits out, whatever it is. Um, and, and please don't smoke. That's all. Yeah. Those are, that, that's like my, my rundown tidbit of information for people uh, in regards to smokeless. And, you know, it maybe it goes without saying, but uh, maybe it also needs to be restated, which is choose a product that you like. Yeah. Uh, yeah there absolutely. is, there is nothing written Anywhere it is not carved in stone, nor is it written in the stars that you have to suffer to quit smoking. Right. Uh, you don't get an extra uh, achievement badge uh, because you chose a, a flavorless nicotine replacement product and hypnosis. Um, you just get to quit smoking, maybe. Uh, yeah. and, and so you, you, you don't have to choose a disgusting product in order to quit smoking. Choose something that you're likely to stick with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I use I use a, a, a few different kinds of snooze. Um, and then I'm a big fan of nicotine pouches as well. You know, flavored, yeah. Alex, flavored nicotine pouches. 
Yeah, well, they're all flavored. (laughs) They're all flavored because nicotine pouches don't actually contain tobacco leaf. Uh, I think you can actually get unflavored pouches. I believe, I could be wrong, so please don't quote me here, guys, but I believe Zen actually has an unflavored nicotine pouch. Well, that's... I believe. I could be wrong. One of the companies out there I've seen does have a unflavored, here you go, you get... You get filler and nicotine, you know? Yep. That um, sounds like a lot of fun. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I, I prefer I prefer flavors. They work better for me. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the great American spit out. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, in regards to uh, I guess we're we're getting we're getting pretty close here to the end of this episode. Um, was there anything else uh, out of this week's blog that you wanted to highlight? Alex, I would just encourage everybody to please go read the weekly blog on the CASA website as well, because there's there's much more than me or me and Alex are going to be able to cover this week. I will I will make a note here, actually, just one thing. and I'm, I'm not going to get into a long protracted uh, discussion here, but uh, we do have a tweet featured um, from a man by the name of Cliff Douglas. Um, Cliff Douglas, for people who are new to all this, is uh, I believe is a former uh, executive director, CEO, top guy at the American Cancer Society. Um, and, and Cliff is not a Mr. Douglas, uh, is not, uh, I don't know, he's not, he's not just sort of taking things at face value. I have appreciated his um, interest in, in, in being diligent about looking into this issue. Um, I think he's responsible for a bit of a softer tone from the American Cancer Society that a lot of vapors uh, held up as sort of like, hey, they're endorsing vaping. They're not. Um, they didn't. They're not going to um, and, until it is without a doubt proven all of these things. Um, so uh, ACS does tend to be a little I don't know. I don't know what I want, what word I want to use. Uh, there's. They, they lean more towards being in favor of it, though, I guess. They're, like you said, softer, maybe. I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with softer tone uh, in yeah. terms of the policy. There's a little bit of dissonance between uh, the American Cancer Society and the American Cancer, so- Cancer Society Action Network. Um, the ACS can is their lobbying arm. Right. Uh, and, and they tend to be, they're going to be more aggressive in their messaging and, and more aggressive in terms of the bad policies that they're supporting. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, look, American Cancer Society, they want all the things gone. I mean, you know, flavors gone, indoor vaping ban, check, uh, higher taxes, anything that's reducing access, they're in support of. Uh, but I will credit Cliff Douglas with at least moderating the tone a little bit while he was still there. Um, now that he has left um, the American Cancer Society, I've seen him speak at a couple of conferences where he previously probably would not have been allowed to go. Um, and so, uh, that's pretty much it. But if, if anybody's checking out those tweets and has an interest in who Cliff Douglas is, just remember he is coming from the American Cancer Society and, um, it, it, he doesn't quite rise to the same level as law enforcement who come out and start speaking truth about the drug war. Um, but, uh, I do appreciate the fact that, uh, uh, he's used whatever platform he has within tobacco control to start promoting a different way of thinking about this. Uh, and it is, um, it's, it's a big issue and just sort of highlighting, I think some of the experience that he's shared, um, which is that, uh, 
you know, tobacco control is a bit, it's a bit like a cult. And if you come out and start saying you're in favor of tobacco harm reduction, you're going to find yourself on the outside pretty quick. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, these are people who have built professional relationships. They're friends with these people, they're colleagues. And so there's a lot of pressure on folks who do accept tobacco harm reduction as a vital strategy um, to sort of keep that to themselves a bit. And they, they really don't get the opportunity to um, bring people over to the, this rational side of this debate. Um, and, and so that's unfortunate, but um, yeah, just at the last minute, figured I'd throw that in there. And if anybody was interested in, in reading yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he tweeted about the, uh, the new reports from, from Public Health England. I'm just, I'm just reading the, the tweet off really quick. Uh, nicotine vaping products were most popular aid, 27.2% used by smokers trying to quit in England in 2020. In 2017, 50,000 plus smokers quit uh, with the aid of vaping products who would otherwise have carried on smoking. In addition, 38% of smokers in 2020 believe that vaping is as harmful as smoking and 15% believe that vaping is more harmful. Uh, using vaping product as part of a quit attempt in local cessation services had some of the highest success rates between 59.7 and 74% in 2019 and 2020. Fantastic. That's a big yeah. deal. That's a, that's a huge deal. Um, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, Public Health England has kind of their, their new updated, um, I don't know what you want to call it, analysis, updated uh, information uh, that's out yeah. now. I think it's probably uh, maybe a UK equivalent of, uh, you know, our sort of annual report on smoking and health. Mm -hmm. It comes from the Surgeon General. Um, except that Public Health England is this particular report is exclusive to, to vaping and tobacco harm reduction. And yeah, and this is something that they have sort of reposted every year since I think 2014 or 2015 when the first one came. I think it was 2014. 20, yeah, I remember 2015 specifically that one. Uh, I don't know if there was one in 2014 or not, but you might, you might be right. There. It's one of it, those it, two it, years. It, it might have been after that. So 2014 marked... Um, 50 years of the Surgeon General's report on smoking and health. And the significance there is that our report came out two years after Public Health England released their report on smoking and health. Um, and so it was one of those moments where I, I think some of us might have gotten a little bit hopeful and said, yeah, you know, look, America has its position now, but, you know, two years after England called out smoking as a huge cancer risk. America got on board. Maybe we'll see that shift again. Uh, we haven't, obviously. No, no. Um, but, you know, once again, uh, the UK is a bit ahead of the curve on appropriate regulation here, um, while the United States is still just trying to ban everything they don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old America. Ban it. Ban it all, Alex. Ban it yeah. all. And then no one will ever use it again. If we ban it, of it'll course. just go away. Yeah. If we could just ban, you know, poverty, racism, homophobia, and sex. It'll all just go it. away. It'll all just go away. It'll all just go away. Somebody draft that legislation up today. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think that's gonna do it for other for us this week. Um yeah. so yeah, hopefully, make sure... hopefully Jim isn't too angry with us. <laughs> yeah, Jim gets real angry with us, guys. I don't know. If you okay, if you enjoy Alex and I's uh, I don't know side 
talk, side commentary conversations. Let us know in the comments if you're like, you guys just got to get right to brass tacks here. And stop yeah, I mean, talking. we can do that too. I, you know, uh, leave us, leave us. That's what Jim yells at us about is our, is our side comments. Well, I, I, I think we got it. We got all the important stuff right up front. And then we went into the discussion later. So yeah, we're if getting you've only got like five, 10 minutes to listen to these things, we're going to make sure to get all the important legislative stuff up yeah. front. Yeah, which I think was Jim's feedback to us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's the goal. And and obviously me and Alex, we're just going to get better and better as we go on. We're already (laughs) rock stars. So it's just we're just going to be better rock stars. You know, I guess something like that. Anyways, Alex, um, I I guess for everybody out there, uh, I will have this blog along with uh, Kassaw's main site in the SoundCloud description. This week is going to be the first week I am going to because I I totally forgot about it last week. I'm going to try to make little comments along the SoundCloud uh, audio bar, if you will. So you'll be able to click over to that comment and you go, oh, okay, this is where we get into the side talk. Oh, this is legislation. Okay, I'm going to try to basically make timestamps for everybody. I know I said I was going to do that last week. I didn't. I failed. (laughs) I was building shelves and getting ready to paint my house. So uh, that got away from me. This whole last week has gotten away from me, but we're going to do it this week. I'm going to be better about it this week. Uh, But that again, that'll only be on SoundCloud. So if you're tuning in anywhere else, if you're on Apple, if you're on Google or something like that, uh, you won't have those available to you. But all the information and all the goodies will be on SoundCloud. So head over to SoundCloud. Follow us there. Uh, that's Casa Media. And then also, the only other thing I'm going to be working on in regards to this here podcast is getting us onto Spotify. Get us onto Spotify because we're already on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google. And then we're going we're gonna to shoot for Spotify. That's when you know we've made it as podcasters nice. is when you hit Spotify. No, I don't know. I'm just... I- <laughs> Um, (laughs) all right well that's where i think we're gonna wrap it up everybody please make sure that you go do uh the two-part national call to action for the vape mail ban and then as always stay uh stay in touch with your local lawmakers visit casa's site to get involved uh, on local and state issues like the ones that we discussed today and until next time everybody please stay safe be excellent to each other alex do you have a do you have a farewell for everybody Take care. That's it. Okay, cool. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.